0: May God speak to you through today's message from Senior Pastor Mike McGowan. Good morning. My name is Mike McGowan. I'm the pastor here at Parkway Fellowship, and I want to welcome you as we wrap up our series today called Unshakable. And today we're talking about getting direction for my career because, you know, I mean, how do I know what God wants me to do with my career? You know, if I'm just starting out, how do I know what I'm supposed to do? If I get laid off, is is that God telling me that maybe I need to do something different? If I'm unfulfilled at my job, is, is that God trying to tell me to make a change? What if I can't get a job in my field? Is that God trying to tell me that I need to consider something else? Look, the question behind all these other questions is simply this. How do I know what God wants me to do? How do I know what God wants me to do? Because if God would just tell me what, I, what to do, I mean, I'd do it. Because if I knew for sure what God wanted me to do for my career, then I would be unshakable. So how do I know for sure what God wants me to do? Well, Let me tell you a story about a time when I was at a crossroads. I was a student at Southwestern Seminary in Fort Worth, but I was also the pastor at Hay Valley Baptist Church in Gatesville, Texas, exactly 105 miles away. So I would drive down to Gatesville and preach on Sundays, and then I would drive back and go to school during the week. And I did that every weekend for four years. And now that I was approaching graduation, you know, a lot of my friends were coming to me and they were saying, okay, Mike, so when are you going to, you know, leave and go to another church? And oddly enough, there were people in my congregation that were asking me, so Mike, when are you going to leave and go to another church? It's a little bothersome, I have to to admit. (laughs) But anyway, I was at a crossroad. Should Should I take the expected path and go to a bigger church that could afford to pay me full time? Or should I move to Gatesville and find a part time job and continue to stay at the church part time? That was my decision. Now, no, it doesn't really seem like a very high stakes decision, but it really was because I was keenly aware that. If I would follow God's path for my life, then God would do great things in my life. And although I didn't know it at the time, that path that I would follow would eventually lead me to start Parkway Fellowship. Um, but I also knew that if I ever, you know, got off that path, then Who knows? Where I would end up, so I was at a crossroads. I, I was at a crossroads, and there was a lot at stake because everyone was telling me to you know go find a bigger church, you know, and you know go and you know make more money at this, and so I could you know live like above the poverty line, which I wasn't at the time. But here's the deal: even though that's what everyone was saying to me, I didn't want to be like everyone else. I wanted to be who God wanted me to be. So I had a decision to make, but I had no idea what God wanted me to do. I was at a crossroads. You ever been there? You ever been in a place where you had a big decision to make, you had no idea what God wanted you to do? And, and when it comes to making a career decision, the stakes can be pretty high because you know if you're just starting out, then you never know at that first job who you might meet or who you might impress because that might lead to something else and that might lead to something else. But it all started back at that very first job. Or, you know, perhaps you're considering a new career. And if you're considering a new career, should you leave something that's stable and go do something that is kind of risky? You know, if it works out, awesome. But if it doesn't, then... uh... You know... Or what if you're just simply miserable at your job, or you know that your current job just doesn't fit your skill set? I mean, what should you do? Should you move on, or should you just stick it out? Or maybe you're near the end of your career. How long should you continue to work? When should you retire? Maybe, Maybe you should retire early, because maybe now's the time to do that thing that you've always really wanted to do, but never really could afford to do, because the money just wasn't there. Again, the question behind all these questions is, How do I know what God wants me to do? Now, before we go any farther, let me just say this. You will never know what God wants you to do until you know God. That is, you will never be able to get direction from God until you have a relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. Because God is more concerned about where you're gonna spend eternity than he is about where you're going to spend your workday. So you've got to get the eternity part settled first. So let me ask you this. Have you ever come to a place in your life where you have asked Jesus Christ to come into your life to forgive you and then pledge to follow him for the rest of your life? If you've never done that, on the back of your sermon notes at the very bottom, there's a sample prayer for how to become a Christ follower. If you've never prayed that prayer before, or, you know, something similar to it, I'm going to give you a chance to do that at the end of our message today. So if you've never done that, then I want you to make that decision today. But if you've already made that decision, if you've already become a Christ follower, then the question becomes, how do I get God's direction for my career? How do I do that? Well, let me, here's the first thing. So go and pull out your message notes if you haven't done so already. First thing I gotta do is this. I gotta check my motive. I gotta check my motive. Jesus is talking to a crowd of people one day, and he tells them, to check their motive. Look what he says to them in Luke chapter 12, verse 15. He says this, Then Jesus said to them, Be careful and guard against all kinds of greed. Would you underline all kinds of greed? Life is not measured by how much one owns. See, Jesus tells them to be on guard against all kinds of greed. Now, when we think about greed, we only think about one kind. That's, you know, greed for money. But Jesus is pretty clear. Greed can take many forms. Sometimes it's a greed for money. Sometimes it's greed for power. Sometimes it's greed for position. Sometimes it's greed for status. Sometimes it's greed for a reputation. So let me, let me ask, ask this. Is it wrong to want to make more money? I mean, is it wrong to want to be looked up to, to be in a position where you're admired, or to be in a position of authority where you can actually make real change? No, I mean, none of those things are wrong in and of themselves. But here's where they cross the line. When you are willing to make a choice based on one of these kinds of greed over what God wants you to do, that's when things are out of line that's when you've messed it up. See, because when you would choose a job for money over what God wants you to do, or you would choose a job because of the title or because of the position or the reputation that you would, you know, would, would acquire, and if you would make those decisions based uh, over what God would really want you to do, then things are out of whack. And one way to know for sure when things are out of whack is, when you are spending more time thinking about one of these other factors that you are thinking about, what is it that God wants me to do? That's one way you know that your motives have gotten off track. You know, you gotta check your motive. Because listen, when you have impure motives, you're not in a position where you can hear clearly what God wants to do. Because you wanna do what you wanna do. You don't really wanna do what he wants, to do, wants you to do. So you gotta check your motives. You know, for me, when I was making the decision about whether I was going to move to Gatesville, whether I was going to move to another church, I had to check my motives. Because the assumption was, is that upon graduation, you would move to a bigger church that could pay you more. And that's pretty much what everybody did. So I had to check my motive. I had to get to the place where money wasn't a factor for me. Because, I mean, don't you think that at some point in time, God calls people to actually go to a smaller church? Don't you think that somewhere out in the world, God might actually ask someone to make a sacrifice and go to a smaller church that doesn't pay as much just because those people need Jesus and because that's what God wants? Of course he does. So I had to get to a place where that wasn't on the table anymore. It wasn't a factor anymore. And so I made a decision that God was going to have to show me through some other means that that's what he wanted me to do if he wanted me to move, because otherwise I was staying in Gatesville. And perhaps you need to check your motives too. And look, here's the deal. Be honest with yourself and be honest with God, because until you're really honest with yourself about what your motives really are, you can't really change them. And if you find that you have some impure motives, then you're in a position where you can ask God to do something about it. So check your motive. But he tells us to do a second thing. Number two is this. I need to get confirmation from someone who loves me. I need to get confirmation from someone who loves me. Look what the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. It says this. Look, I mean, the Bible's clear that you and I are not meant to go through the big things in life alone. And big career moves certainly qualify as a big decision that you all not make alone. You ought to get confirmation from someone who loves you. Now, you got to make sure that that person has two characteristics. Number one is this. That person needs to be close enough to me to really have my best interest at heart. I got to make sure that this person is close enough to me to have my best interest at heart. So look, this is probably not your group of girlfriends or your group of guy friends or your Facebook friends, okay? This is more likely, you know, your parents or your husband or your wife or a lifelong friend, someone who really knows you and really loves you deeply. Second characteristic is, this person needs to be more concerned about God's plan than the practicals. Needs to be more concerned about God's plan than the practicals. Because look, here's the thing. Sometimes the Lord's going to ask us to do things that aren't practical. Because remember, the underlying question behind every, all these questions is, how do I know what God wants me to do? And that person needs to be primarily concerned about that than about all the practical things. They need to be concerned with helping you answer that question. For instance, when I was at my crossroads about whether I should move to Gatesville or not, uh, I wasn't married at the time, so I sat down and had a long conversation with my parents. Honestly, I was a little bit surprised about what they said to me because you know, they didn't talk to me about finances or you know, the fact that I would you know, be moving to a rural, small Texas town. But instead, their primary concern was, um, you know, Mike is moving to Gatesville, and staying at this church, part of what, is what God wants to do with you long term in your life. You know, I never thought about it like that before. I-, I was primarily concerned with the here and the now, and not the there and the then. And that's what someone who really loves you will help do for you. They'll help sift through the things. that honestly they're really just matters of convenience and comfort but aren't really big things in the big scheme. They help you see things from the angle that you haven't considered. They can give you a new perspective. Now, let me just say this to those of you who are married. You should not make a career move unless your spouse is in total agreement. Because remember, the Bible says that you, once you're married that you are no longer two separate individuals, but now you are one. And so you need to make that kind of decision together and you need to be in agreement on and if the lord is genuinely asking you to make a career change then god is big enough to move the heart of your spouse as well but pastor mike what if my what if my spouse isn't a christ follower i don't know where that was that was from east texas voice i don't know where that but let me try that again but pastor mike what if my spouse isn't a christ follower What if my spouse isn't seeking God like I'm seeking God? All right, let me ask you this. Do you really think that God is so weak that He cannot move the heart of your spouse, even if your spouse is an unbeliever? I mean, do you really think that God is up in heaven going, well, you know, I really wanted to do this, but you know, your spouse said no, because their spouse wants you to do that. And I mean, gee whiz, what am I supposed to do? You know, I mean, I'm just God. I mean, do you you hear how ridiculous that sounds? I mean, that sounds crazy. But the Bible is filled with examples about how our Heavenly Father moved in the hearts of unbelievers, even kings, to get them to accomplish His will. And most of the time, they didn't even know they were doing it. And so God is big enough and he's powerful enough to move in the heart of your spouse, whether your spouse is a believer or not. You put your trust in God. Now look, I'm not saying that making a career move is not gonna create some fear and some anxiety because it will, but that's just the nature of it. But what I am saying is that if your husband or your wife is truly against making that career change, then that's God telling you to put the brakes on. You know, in my opinion, that's the Lord telling you to hold off. Because, look, if the new career move fails, then not only will it cause financial problems, but it'll also cause marriage problems as well. Because that other, your spouse is gonna blame you for what's happened. I mean, and they can't help it, that's just part of it, they're gonna blame it for it. And then now, that's gonna, that anger and that resentment that's gonna build, It's going to be incredibly destructive for marriage. Look, and even if the crew move does succeed, then it sets up an adversarial I told you so type of situation. I mean, look, either way, it drives a wedge between the two of you. So get confirmation from people that love you the most, especially if that person is your spouse. All right, number three. Number three is this. I need to listen for his voice. Listen for his voice. Now, this is the hardest one of them all. Now, it's the most certain, but it also takes the most patience because it takes a lot of patience to listen to and to hear God's voice. Now, look, here's the deal. God speaks to us in multiple ways. Let me give you the ways, several ways that God speaks to us. First, he speaks to us through circumstances. Sometimes the Lord opens a door of opportunity and sometimes he closes a door. Sometimes he will even confirm what you're supposed to do through circumstances. Now, And I'm going to come back to that here in just a second. Second bullet point is this. It's through a Bible verse. Sometimes you can be just reading your Bible, and you'll read a verse or a story in the Bible or about a Bible character who's made a big decision and God led him to make a decision, and God will speak to you through that verse or what happened to that person. And that's the amazing thing about the Bible is that Something that God did or God said or, or a Bible carry character followed God and they did what he said thousands of years ago can speak directly to your situation in the present today. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been reading the Bible and God led me to a verse or I was just reading along and I just came across it. That's really how it happens. I was reading along and I came to a verse and it, it was God's answer to me and told me exactly what I needed to do. But I'll tell you this, that only happens if you're regularly reading your Bible. I'm not talking about just reading your Bible when you're under duress. You have to make a commitment to read your Bible every day. Make it a regular part of your life. Because it's a key way in which God speaks to you. Third bullet point is this, is that God speaks through other people. Sometimes the Lord speaks to you through the counsel and the advice of another person. That's why getting that confirmation from someone who loves you is so incredibly important. And fourth, God talks to us through prayer. And sometimes sometimes the Lord speaks to us through prayer. And yes, I do mean that you can hear God's voice. Now look, I, I'll be honest, with you, I don't know how to describe what God's voice sounds like, other than just to say this: that when I hear God's voice, it's a voice inside my mind that's not mine. It's a voice inside my mind that's not mine. Now let me put you at ease. I don't normally just like hear voices when I'm walking around, you know? Yes you do, no I don't, yes you do, no I don't. Now it it doesn't go like that, okay? But when God speaks to you, it's just a voice inside your mind that's not yours. And look, and here's the deal. If he speaks to you, you need to make a commitment ahead of time that no matter what he says, that you're going to follow his direction. Look at this last verse this morning. In Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7 and 8. So as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Look, and God will speak to you if you don't harden your heart. But you have to make a commitment that you're going to follow him no matter what he says. Even if he asks you to do something that you would not expect. So let me wrap up my story about what happened to my career decision in Gatesville. Um, you know, I, I, I just couldn't hear God's voice clearly. And I was praying, and I was desperate. I just couldn't hear it clearly. I mean, you ever been there? That ever, that ever been your situation? But I did sense that the Holy Spirit was going to speak to me through a circumstance. And so here's what I felt like the Holy Spirit was leading me to do. He led me to preach for four weeks straight on the importance of growing deep spiritually by having a mentor. And I'm to tell you, I preached my heart out for four weeks. And at the end of that four weeks, I approached the three men who were on the board at the church, and I offered to meet with them one-on-one to teach them everything I knew about how to go deeper with God, to basically to mentor them, like we've been talking about for the previous four weeks. And the deal was, if just one of these guys would agree to it, then I was going to move to Gatesville. But if all of them rejected it, then that was God telling me to move on. Now, One of the guys was in his 70s, so I was pretty sure he was going to tell me no, all right? And he did. But the other two guys, I felt pretty confident they were going to say yes. And one of them, like, had become actually a really close friend of mine, so that dude was a shoe-in. So anyway, so I went to the second guy, and uh, surprisingly enough, he told me no, that he just didn't feel like that's what he was supposed to do. So I went to my shoe-in guy. And he told me that after praying about it, He said, I just don't feel like that's what God's leading me to do. So that was it. It was clear to me that God was asking me to move on. And it was just after that that God moved me to Katy and led me to become a youth pastor and then led me to start Parkway Fellowship. That's how it happened. Look, I had no plans of starting a church. I never thought I'd do that. But it was God's plan. And I'll be honest with you, I am so glad that I stayed on God's path. And he used all of these principles that we're talking about to guide me. And honestly, he'll use them to guide you too. Because remember, the question behind all other questions is, how do I know what God wants me to do? And The Lord wants you to know. In fact, he's given you a clear path so that you can know. And once you know, that's when you become unshakable. So I want you to take your connection card. I want you to look at the next steps that are on the back. And on the card and on your sermon notes, both places, I want you to check the next step or steps you feel like God's asking you to take today. Maybe it's this first one. I want to become a Christ follower today for the first time in my life. Look, here's the deal. You will never hear God's direction for your career until you have a relationship with God. And you do that by asking Jesus to come into your life to forgive you and pledge your life to follow Him. If you've never done that and you're ready to make that commitment today, I'm going to give you a chance in literally just one minute to pray that prayer at the bottom of your message notes. That's the first thing you need to do. But if you've already done that, then maybe it's the second one. I will check my motive before I make any career decisions. Would you make that commitment? Or this next one. When considering a career move, I will seek confirmation from someone who genuinely loves me, especially my spouse. Would you make that commitment? Or third, I will listen for God's voice through circumstances, Bible verses, other people, and prayer. Did you make that commitment? Well, this one. I commit to start reading the Bible on a regular basis. Because I'm telling you, if you don't regularly read the Bible, if you don't read the Bible pretty much every day, man, you are cutting yourself off from one of the key ways that God wants to speak to you. So make a commitment to start reading the Bible every day. If you need to know where to start, start reading with the New Testament and read a chapter day every day. In fact, here, do this. If you're going to make this commitment, you also want to think about getting our mobile app as a church. There's a in your bulletin on how to do that in the middle of the bulletin. Get our mobile app because it has a daily Bible reading plan on it. That would be another great way to get started. Or this last one. I will memorize Hebrews 3, verses 7 and 8. So as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Man, what a great verse. Let me pray for you. Actually, I want, before, I, before I pray for you, I want you to pray for you. I want you to do business with God. I want you to look at these next steps, and I want you to ask God to change your life, to make your career moves clear to you, to do whatever it is you need to do. So I want you to bow your heads right now, and I want you to do business with God. And if you're ready to pray that prayer, then pray that prayer to become a Christ follower. But let's all take a few moments. Let's do business with God right now, and then I'll pray and wrap this up. Father, I thank you for every single person that made the effort to come out on a rainy day. And Lord, I ask that you would bless them for it. That you would take some of your key truths, that you would cement them in their hearts today. And that you would help each one of us to fervently seek the path that you have laid out that you want us to pursue so that we can honor you with our career. Because the truth is, Lord, you're much more concerned about where we're going to spend eternity than where we're going to spend the work day. But wherever you have us spend our work day, God, you want to use us in that workplace to bring honor to you, to be light, to be salt, to be men and women who honor you and draw other people to you. And So I ask that you would use us. And for those in this room that aren't sure about what to do or about what their next step is. Lord, I ask that you would start them down the path and make it clear to them. And they would hear you clearly. And I ask that you would bring us all back safely next week. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. For more information about Parkway Fellowship, find us online at parkwayfellowship.com or facebook.com parkwayfellowship. You can also download our mobile app for access to the most recent messages, video content, and much more. It is available both in the Apple App Store and Android's Google Play.